Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. this morning I want to deal with a concept we're going to call the blessing. The blessing. You know, uh, my wife uh, and I have discovered that in church growth seminars, they teach you to not tell your neighbor to tell your neighbor something. But tell your neighbor you're blessed. Tell your other neighbor, I'm blessed. See, see, that's a, no, no, you got to get that. That's important. Because most people think their blessing is tied to their financial condition. Uh, I, I'll get some help over here. I'm going to go over here and talk to them. Amen. Most people think that they're, they're only blessed if they don't have any health issues, financial issues, relational issues. Did I leave anybody out? Amen. If you got issues, wave at me. You that didn't wave has got an issue you couldn't wave. Uh, Are y'all following me? Amen. My blessing is not tied to my comfort. It's not tied to my social standing, my financial status. My blessing is tied to my position. And I am positioned in Christ, so I am... Blessed. Amen. Because when you know you're blessed, you may be down, but you ain't going to stay down. I'm just going to get out here and preach right now. Amen. If you don't really, let me read some scriptures. That's usually the, what you're supposed to do, right? Read scriptures. Genesis chapter number one, verse number 21. The blessing. And God created whales. It's awesome, isn't it? The word's just awesome. And every living creature that moves, God created it. Which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every wing fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. This is what I want you to catch. And God, I just love crowd participation. And God blessed them saying, you see the conjunction of saying that the blessing is tied to and defined in the next next statement. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Tell your neighbor, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Amen. All through the Bible, let's, let's, let's read a few more. And fill the waters in the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth. Now drop down to verse number 27. Genesis 1, verse 27. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it, and have 
dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. What I need you to see is when God goes to talking about blessing, he always defines the blessing with multiplication, increase, dominion. Follow me? Amen. When he told Abraham he was going to bless him, what did he tell him he was going to do? He said, go out and count the stars. If you can count the stars, he said, that's how I'm going to bless you. Amen. Okay, go with me now to 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 7. Paul said, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations... There was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. And for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it may depart from me. Here's our scripture. And he said unto me, written in red in the King James Version, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul takes up now and says, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Let's pray together before you see it. Father, thank you now, your presence in this building already. But Father, we need your anointing to preach your gospel. We need help to be able to receive it. I pray today we leave here with a word that makes us unshakable and unmovable and stronger in the grace of our God. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You can put 2 Corinthians 12, 9 back up on the screen. Just leave it there for a minute. Amen. This is the third week uh, and, and possibly the last week in, our, in a series of messages on grace. We've been preaching on grace. 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 9 says, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, last week we learned that the word for, in this scripture right here, the word for is a prepositional conjunction that connects grace and strength. Amen? It connects grace and strength, meaning that grace and strength are synonymous. Grace and strength are interchangeable. They are one and the same. And another thing that needs to be noted about 2 Corinthians 12, verse number 9, is that Jesus himself begins to talk about his grace and his strength right in the middle of Paul's weaknesses. Are you with me this morning? So Jesus was telling Paul, in spite of the fact that you are surrounded by difficulty, in spite of the fact that you are surrounded by opposition, in, fact, in spite of the fact that you are surrounded by personal inadequacies, my grace, my strength, my ability is available to you. My grace, my strength, my ability 
is sufficient. It is more than enough to meet the demands of your current situation. Does anybody need some grace in this place this morning? Jesus also went on to teach that uh, Paul that it's the difficulty, it's the opposition, it's the personal inadequacies that opens the door for God's grace to be accessed in your life. In other words, your crises, your inabilities, your incapabilities, it's not the end of a thing, but rather it is the beginning of the ability of God. God's grace cannot be accessed and is not manifested until I come to the end of myself. When I come to the end of my strength, when I come to the end of my ability, when I come to the end of my ability to control my feelings and my emotions, is anybody in this building this morning? Amen. When I feel like I have gone as far as I can go, when I feel like I have taken all that I can take, Amen. God is speaking to somebody in this place this morning. When I've come to the point to where there is no more hope, there is no more help, there is absolutely nothing I can do, Paul said, you're now standing in a position for the grace of God to be ministered in your life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And this is the reason ministries are not born. Missions are not accomplished. Visions are not accessed. Amen. It's because any vision that comes to you from God, any calling that God has given you, any anointing that God has given you is always standing out there in the realm of grace. And you'll never access Amen. The higher calling, the deeper life, the greater life, until you are able and willing to step off the comfort, the, 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 the sandy beaches of your comfort zone into the realm where that if God don't show up, I'm going to sink. Amen. Praise God. I tell singers a lot of time, amen, that just come here singing. You ever seen people like that? Amen. Steve, I bet you were singing before you was talking. Amen? They, they just born, I believe they was born singing instead of crying. Just singing. People like that make me sick. That's for all you who can't sing. Amen? And, and because people can sing, they think that's their calling. When you could sing in a beer joint. Some of you have. Some of you may still do. Huh? Somebody say, thank God for grace. Huh? Amen. And, 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 they say, and, and people start running around about, oh, my God, that's your calling. You're such a good singer. You are anointed to sing. You are, you are gifted to sing. Can I, can I tell you no? Amen. That's not your calling. That's your talent. And a talent can be used anytime, any place, any way. But your calling is going to call you into a realm that you are not comfortable with. Amen. Hear me now. Amen. That you don't think you have the ability to do. That you think, oh my God, so-and-so would be better than this at this than me. Huh? Are y'all with me? Amen. So-and-so can do this. And as a result, singers hide behind songs. Singers hide behind instruments. Amen. I'm just talking to singers right now again. 
Amen. Musicians hide behind thinking that that's my calling. He said, no, the grace of God is never even manifested in your life until you start stepping into a realm that you feel like you are totally incapable and unqualified for. You with me, sis? Amen. So as a result, amen, matter of fact, your Bible says in the book of Romans, uh, amen, that we have access to this grace by faith. We have access to this grace by faith, amen. Peter would have never experienced the grace to walk on the water unless he stepped outside, amen, his comfort zone and the stability of where he was standing. I come to tell somebody this morning, there is a grace for you that you may not have tapped into yet. There is a grace to do what you're dreaming about. There's a grace to do what you love to watch other people do. Oh, this is a tough crowd this morning. Amen. There's a grace to do. Amen. You'll buy the tapes, listen to their songs. Amen. Shout to their music. Read their books. Glory in their testimonies. When in reality, the reason you're attracted to that anointing is because you got the grace to do the same thing. You have the ability to do this. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, right now, this church is, uh, a lot of people in the church are taking gift assessments. Amen. Is that, is that y'all out there? Taking gift assessments, uh, uh, tests, and if you want one, Josh can tell you where to get it. Amen. And, uh, and some of them are saying, man, I don't know. This test just didn't describe me. But when they read it to me, I can see it clearly. Why? Because the test reveals uh, what God has anointed you to do, but you don't realize you got the ability to do it. Why? Because it's outside your ability. By the grace of God. Can we go a little further? So Paul said, uh, in these scriptures, your crisis, your situation, your dilemma, your inabilities and incapabilities is not the end where you back up and say, well, this is as far as I can go. It is the beginning of where God begins to manifest his grace in your life. And let me go a little further. The level of grace, which is the strength of God, remember, it's the ability of God. It's the power of God. It's the person of God. So the level of grace that's made available to you is always in direct proportion to or greater than the attack or the mission at hand. You got to get a hold of that. Some of you going through some stuff in this place this morning. Some of you are under attack this morning. Some of you have a calling in your life that you've been setting on a long time. But the great, and, and, and we refuse or we have failed to access what's been made available unto us. The grace, hear me, the level of grace that is made available to you is always in direct proportion to the attack or greater than. In other words, it does not matter. Matter of fact, look at this scripture, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, There has no temptation taken you, but such is common unto man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that that you are able. Are y'all with me with this? Now, where does this scripture fit in to the gospel that I'm going to fail every day? Huh? How do I take this scripture and twist it? When it says, how many temptations? 
No, none, zero. There is no attack of the enemy that is going to come to you that number one, hadn't already come to somebody else. Amen? And number two, there is no attack coming to you that's going to catch God off guard, but God, who is faithful, he is not going to allow you to be tempted above that which you are able, meaning I don't know what the devil's going to bring my way tomorrow. I don't know what the devil's going to bring your way tomorrow, but I do know this. There is a grace that's going to be released at that very moment, and that thing cannot and will not overtake take my life. Amen? My God. Uh, And not only that, but will with the same temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You hear me? The devil is no match for God's grace. Oh, somebody got to get a hold of that word right now. Amen. There is no attack, no plan, no weapon formed against me can and will prosper because I have been blessed with a grace that will always meet the demands. Is anybody in this place this morning? We just got to realize when you're in the heat of the battle, when you're in the situation, amen, you got to quit looking to fail and start looking for grace. Oh, my God, I'm just going to preach all by myself. Amen. Huh? Amen. If they want to preach it and they want to live there, that's their business. But I want to help Life Church this morning to tell you that the devil cannot take the steering wheel of your life, jerk it out of God's hand, and ram you into a tree and wreck your life. Amen. Because God has given me a great, give me that steering wheel back. The pro- Can I preach this morning? The problem is the majority of the church is looking for a license to do the wrong thing instead of a grace to do the right thing. I want to rephrase that. The majority of the church is looking for grace, amen, to be disobedient instead of looking for grace that allows me to be obedient. Somebody ought to give the Lord a praise in this place. You, there is a grace that is available to you. Matter of fact, Romans 5 says, but where sin abounded, <laughs> amen. Give me, give me Romans 5, 20 and 21. You, y'all got to see it for yourself. Romans 5, 20 and 21. Moreover, the law entered that the offense made abound. Somebody read it real loud with me. But where sin abounded, Grace did much more abound. In other words, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. In other words, the devil, oh, y'all better help me now. The devil can get every cohort he wants to get in hell. He can empty hell with demons and bring them against you, and it can be so massive and abound, it seems unbelievable. But in the midst of it, grace is going to show up in your life. And you, Is anybody listening to me? Amen. And you're going to stand... Look, because it says that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You are no match for the enemy by yourself, but can I tell you when God saved you, he deposited grace in your life and there is no enemy big enough. There's no giant tall enough. There's no fire hot enough. There's no water deep enough that you don't have the grace to be able to encounter, endure, and overcome. 
Am I, are y'all with me this morning? Y'all better wake up. It's a gift I got. It just, it just, I don't know about this gospel they're preaching that you lose every day. Amen. I come from a long line of winners. My daddy was a winner. My big brother was a winner. Uh, Oh, I know it looked like defeat when he was hanging on the cross, but in reality, he was nailing some stuff to the cross. Oh, my God. On my behalf, amen. And the devil thought he had lost it, but three days later... The earth began to hiccup, and it hiccuped a winner. And when he got up, he never got down again. And he got up so you can get up. You just need to high-five your neighbor right now and tell him uh, you're not a loser. You are a winner. You have a grace to beat this thing. You got a grace to win this thing. Grace reigns into righteousness. Oh, my God, are y'all okay? Listen to me. Moses sent 12 spies to spy out the promised land, right? And you got to understand, they weren't just uh, uh, spying out some geographical location. It was their destiny. It was their destiny. It was promised to them. It was predetermined from the foundations of the world. It was their ministries, their callings, their missions. It was all wrapped up in the promised land. And 10 came back saying, can't do it. 10 came back saying, it's impossible. 10 came back, Josh, it can't be done, son. So, man, these giants in that land. Not only they giants, their chariots are made out of iron. These dudes are bad. There is no way we can access our destiny. But two of them, Joshua and Caleb, said, wait a minute. Shut up. Now, I know all the kids are out of the house. They're not in here. You ain't supposed to say that around children, right? But some of you... The devil is standing on your shoulder telling you you can't be what God told you you could be. Some of you, the naysayers that you're hanging out with are telling you you ain't never been nothing and you ain't never going to be nothing. Well, your pastor is giving you permission to look them in the eyeball and say, shut up. What's that phase fad we went through? Talk to the hand. Y'all remember that? Or was that before your time? I don't know what it meant. Talk to the hand because the ears ain't listening. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. There's always going to be naysayers telling you you ain't smart enough. You ain't intelligent enough. You was born on the wrong side of the tracks. Amen. Oh, God Almighty. I'm just preaching better than y'all shouting this morning for some reason. Amen. Huh? Amen. There's always going to be somebody saying you can't write that song. You can't sing that song. You can't be anointed. You can't do this. You can't do that. And Joshua and Caleb said, wait a minute, shut up. We are well able to take this land. Matter of fact, we got a grace to take this land. Yeah, you're right. We can't do it in our own strength. I can't do it in my own ability, but there's a grace in me that's going to allow allow God to do what I can't do. 
He said, we're, we're, we're well, well able. They realized they had been endued. That means empowered. They had been equipped with a grace, a divine strength, greater than their opposition. Wow. May I suggest to you, they are battles that are not being won. They are ministries that are not being started. There is opportunities that you're not availing yourself to. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Man, I just feel that. Not because there's not a grace for it, but because you don't realize that there is, you have been blessed. You have been endued. You have been empowered. You have been equipped with a grace that can access that thing and bring it to pass. And you see, it's the genius of God. The reason he put your ministry right outside your reach. The reason he put your anointing right outside your reach is so when you do get it, amen, and people start recognizing you and they're applauding you and they're patting you on the back, you're walking off saying, yeah, right. (laughs) Amen, yeah, right. If it had not been for God, I am what I am by the grace of God. Is anybody in this place? It will will deliver you of pride. Oh my God, somebody's got to get this word this morning. So many gifts sitting on pews right here this morning that'll never be unwrapped, never be tapped into because we, 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 we look at our resume. We look at our abilities but I love 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 12, 9, right in the middle of all of Paul's ability, disabilities, Jesus kept saying, my strength, my grace, it's more than enough. So not only are you going to do it and be good at it, you can excel in it. Whew, that's the best news you've heard. All, that was worth coming to church for. 1 John chapter number 2 says, there are some who didn't make it. That's right, Lee, right there, Nisha, you're right on. There's some who didn't make it. There's some who gave up and quit. There is some that turned around and said, I can't do that. I can't be that. But this scripture says, but you have an unction from the Holy One. You have an impartation. You have a divine blessing from the Lord that you don't even realize you have. It's an unction. It's a divine energy. Amen. Uh, unction means endowment. It means you have been equipped. You have been empowered by God. You have been blessed by God to dominate the situation. It's in you. Come on, grab somebody, shake them, hurry, shake them. Tell them, it's in you. <laughs> It's in you. All you got to do is access it by faith. Amen. You ain't got to be addicted to that thing. You ain't got to be bound to that thing. You ain't got to let your mind control you any longer. There's a God Almighty. There's a grace to break that mindset. Amen. Of insecurity and low self-esteem. Oh, God, I feel that right there. There's a grace. I don't care what your knot-headed daddy told you or your knuckle-headed husband or anybody else who spoke negative in your life. God never said you couldn't. He said, I'm giving you a grace to be a woman of God, to be a man of God, to do great things, to be successful. Amen. So maybe your problem is you need to change your circle. I'm not giving your wives permission to leave your husbands. 
Maybe your circle's too small. Maybe your circle's too negative. And you can't grow good in your circle. Well, come get in my circle. Amen. Because in my circle, we're going to pull you up and not put you down. Oh, come to Life Church. Because Life Church is not going to push you down. They're going to pick you up. That's who we are. God Almighty, I feel good this morning. Because that's who you are. But you don't understand. I've done this. Didn't you hear that man this morning? It don't matter what you have done. All that matters is what he did. Oh, my God. Taylor said it. It's, it's just done. It's finished. It's done been deposited in you. But you've been brought up in an unhealthy environment that has stunted your growth. God sent you here today. Amen. To stir up a grace in you that won't allow you to lay down any longer. It's not going to allow you to wallow any longer. It's not going to allow the enemy to have access. Are you listening to me? To have access to your life any longer when you realize I'm blessed. Yep. Yep. I knew it. Go ahead. Elbow your neighbor and start telling them. Yep. I knew it. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm just so blessed. I'm blessed because there's an impartation in me. Amen. I'm not blessed because of my current dilemma or situation. I'm blessed because I got a grace to come up out of this thing. Oh, somebody help me. I am not divine by my... Oh my God. You got to get this. I am not defined by my past failures. Oh, God, can we go deeper? Why? Because I got an unction. <laughs> That's a word we don't use very often, huh? Unction. Amen. There's something in me that won't allow me to stay down. I didn't say I wasn't going to fall down. I just can't be comfortable laying down. I didn't say I was gonna fall, wasn't going to fall down. I just can't be comfortable staying down. Because there's some kind of unction in me, amen, when everybody else around me said, I knew you was going to fall and you won't never give up, get up, there's something in me saying, get up, get up. You got the power to get up. When nobody will help me up, you got to pick yourself up with the grace of God that is in you. Oh, God. I feel like no preacher this morning. I feel like a life coach. Unction. You have an unction. You're not like those that quit. He said, some of them, they didn't stick. They didn't stay. They give it up. They threw in the towel, but not you. Some of you, some people has already quit with less than what you're going through. Some of them would have done thrown in the towel, but not you. Why? Because you've got something on the inside of you. you got an unction. you got something. When the circumstances are saying it's hopeless, they something in you said, oh, no. i got something left. I got something left. I got something left in me. Amen. So the blessing, here, let's tie it together. My text. The blessing is an endowment. What's a better word for that? Endowment. There is a, come on, I need a Caldwell Parish word there. An endowment. There's an endowing. It ain't working either. There is an imparting. There's a clothing. The blessing is a, an equipping with God's grace. That's the blessing. Follow me. So grace is the strength and the divine ability of God to do and to be and to accomplish what you cannot do on your own. Mm. 
the scripture, my text said, so God created man in his own image and in his own likeness, right? Male and female created he them. And then the Bible says, and God blessed them and said, be fruitful. And God blessed them. And God blessed them. Now, you, you may be wondering, why did I read about the whales being blessed and you being blessed? Because it's God teaching us that the blessing is, and he blessed them to reproduce. He blessed them to multiply. He blessed them to expand, right? In other words, had not God blessed them, there'd have been one whale. Are you following me? And they could have been happy surviving. I'm just being a whale. God just created me to be a whale. He didn't create me to do anything else. He didn't create me to expand my ministry, to expand my family, or to increase. But the Bible says he created all these animals. Then he blessed them with an anointing to take it to the next level. So in other words, amen, when he created Adam and Eve, he put a blessing on them not to survive but to succeed. Can I help somebody right here right now? You can't be happy and content just being who you are, what you are, where you are because there is a blessing to expand who you are, what you are, and where you are. Now I'm excited about this message because he gave it to me for Life Church. You're looking at me and say, oh, really? No, what I mean is, now I realize he hadn't put Life Church here just to survive. He hadn't put us here just to do what we do. He put us here and blessed us with the ability to be fruitful. We are anointed to grow this thing. We have a grace to expand this thing. We have a grace. Is anybody listening to me? To be fruitful, it, it means to grow. <laughs> Listen to him. It means uh, uh, to grow. It means to enlarge. It means to excel. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I'm blessed. Tell your other neighbor, I am blessed to increase. I am anointed to increase. I can sit here on this pew and be saved and ride this thing all the way to heaven, amen, and enter into the gates of heaven, or I can tap into the grace that God has given me and I can start growing this thing. I dare you look at the pew you're sitting on right now and say, I am anointed to fill this pew up. Oh, come on now, somebody help me. I am anointed to fill this pew up. I am anointed to grow in the grace of God. I'm anointed to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Come on, let's go a little deeper before, before you cut me off. He said, you have an unction. Amen. Don't, don't people, you know, for all you introverts... Don't it make you sick to be around extroverts? Have y'all been around Scott Bamberg? Man, I just start throwing up in my mouth after a while. You know what I'm saying? Because he is so outgoing. He is so energetic. He is so powerful. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That when you leave him, you're all pumped up thinking you can do something, only to realize it's just me. Huh? 
Amen. And some people are just like that. Amen. I'm more of an introvert. Y'all don't act like y'all believe that. But what's amazing to all you introverts, it doesn't matter what your characteristics or nature is. God said, I have given you a supernatural unction to step outside of that and become contagious for Jesus Christ. So when you get in a crowd from now on, don't be taking the back seat saying, we're Scott Bamberg. Amen. You got to get in the mix and let the grace of God begin to flow through you. Come on, it's don't get no more practical than this. You have an unction. Listen to this. That unction literally means, I thought this was good. I think y'all are spiritual enough to catch this. It means to smear with oil. It, 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 it's what we refer to as the anointing. Y'all hear that phrase? It's the anointing. It means to smear with oil. So the blessing is an impartation of grace. It's the divine unction and energy of God smeared all over you. That's why in your Old Testament when the priest, anybody that did anything in the tabernacle, they poured oil on their head. Remember that? When the kings would come to be anointed, they would pour oil over their head. They were giving them an unction of grace to operate on the level that they could not operate on. So actually, when we anoint you with oil to pray for you, we're actually, amen, it's, it's, it's symbolic of an anointing of a divine grace to start operating in your life. He said, so you have this anointing, you have this smearing, amen, you have this grace that's just been rubbed all over you, and you are anointed now, come on, can we go a little further, are you still with me? You're anointed to be fruitful, not just when the winds of fertility are, are blowing your way, I'm anointed to be fruitful when the contrary winds of opposition is blowing against my life. I just have an anointing to grow. I have an anointing to succeed. I have an anointing, amen, to beat this thing, amen, because my growth, oh my God, are y'all still with me? My growth, my stability is not contingent upon conducive environments around me. That's the reason you can take somebody, put them in a dysfunctional home that is anointed by God, and in spite of all the hell that's going on around you, you are anointed, amen, to succeed and to be an overcomer. That's why God can take a church and put it right in a hell hole in the United States of America, and if it's anointed, it'll succeed and it'll prosper, amen? You gotta quit saying, I just can't work on this job. They cuss too much. I don't know how many times through the years, amen, we think that our environment controls our destiny simply because you don't realize, no, 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 you got an unction to bring a light to that dark place. 
You have an ability that is given you by God, amen, to not only survive, but to succeed and excel in the midst of that situation, amen. I don't know how many times I've heard it here, amen, dealing with people with drug backgrounds. I I just got to get out of Caldwell Parish. I just got to get out of Caldwell Parish. I can't live here, amen, and live for God because there's so much of this and that. Let me help somebody right now. There's a grace about you. There's a grace in you. Amen. That can live by the crack house and get dressed and go to the church house. But see, we just don't realize that. We think, oh my God, the environment's going to contaminate me. No, God called you to change your environment. He's given you, He smeared something on you. He smeared His divine ability on you. Are y'all getting this this morning? Controlled my by environment. I'm anointed to be fruitful, to grow, to expand. So not only can I stay in the environment and not just stay like I am, I can be in that environment and still grow in the grace and the knowledge of God. Wow. Isn't that good? Let's go just a little further before we close this out. So God has blessed you. Genesis chapter number one, with a grace to increase, to grow, and be productive in the land of opposition. Might might I just go ahead and suggest right here that God gets glory when he plants a rose in the Sahara Desert. And that rose will blossom, and it will bloom, and it will stand out in that desert. And somebody will say, that is a phenomenon. Because there is nothing conducive about its environment to produce those kind of results. Could it be that God wants to put us in situations that his grace can be manifested in such a way that people will say, that has to be God. That's got to be God. So the blessing is not the absence of opposition, but rather it's the grace to grow in the face of it. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Blessed because I got a new car. I ain't blessed because I got a car. But I'm not not blessed because I don't have a car. Huh? I'm not not blessed. I'm blessed because I have an anointing to increase and succeed in the most adverse situations. Somebody shout, I'm blessed. See, we got the blessing all messed up. So blessing is not the absence of the storm. The blessing is grace manifested in the storm. The question is, are you going to recognize it? The Bible says Jesus put his disciples in the boat, told them to go the other side while he went and prayed. And the Bible says in the evening, which means around 6 o'clock in the evening, Jesus was praying. And while he was praying, God showed him his disciples in the middle of the ocean in a torrential storm. He saw them at 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock in the evening, the fight had already begun. They were fighting to survive. The storm was tearing the ship to pieces. The rain was filling the boat up. But the Bible says, at the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. The fourth watch of the night is three o'clock, between three o'clock and six o'clock in the morning. 
So they had fought for their lives from the time the sun went down and it was three, four, five, six o'clock in the morning. They were still fighting for their lives. And the Bible says he saw that they were toiling in rowing. That means they were being tormented. They were fighting. They were trying to make it through this storm. And Jesus came walking to him. He came walking to him. And what I want you to notice, thank you, girl, you're awesome. He came, look at the very last two lines. He came walking upon the sea, and, and somebody read it with me. What? He would have passed them by. Can I tell you that the blessing is not the absence of the storm, but in reality, the blessing is in the storm. The question is, are you going to recognize it? The Bible said they didn't even recognize who they, he was. It scared them to death, and he would have passed them on by. And he said, be of good cheer because it is I. Is anybody listening to me? I'm afraid that a lot of us have been in battle so long. Amen. From the evening all through late in the night, war slap out. When in reality, the grace of God is being manifested in your storm. Are you following me right now? But if we're not careful, we'll not recognize it. We'll fight our husbands and our wives and our finances and our bank. Is anybody listening to me? We'll fight ourselves trying to survive when in reality grace is coming to you in the midst of your storm. Grace will be manifested in the midst of your storm. Don't let grace pass you by. Don't let God's strength pass you by. It's there. Wherever you are, it's there. Why? He said, because I blessed you, listen to this, back to my text, I blessed you to be fruitful. I blessed you to multiply. That means to become greater many. I like this. He said, I have blessed you to replenish. To replenish means to recover former fullness. I can't recover former fullness if I hadn't lost it. You know what they're telling me? Don't count me out just because I'm down. Amen. Don't, 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 throw dead, don't throw dirt on me because I ain't dead yet. Don't throw in the towel on me because I'm, I've got an anointing to replenish. I got an anointing to bounce back from this crisis in my life. God has given me the grace to get up out of this thing. Don't, don't, don't feel sorry for me. Don't bring flowers to my grave. Amen. Because Lazarus, I'm coming out of here. I'm coming out of here because, yeah, I got the wind knocked out of me. Amen. I got knocked down. Amen. Things ain't going the way I want them to go. But don't get up. Don't get up. Don't get excited because I got a grace to restore and to replenish what was depleted in my life. Oh, that's somebody's word right there. You might be down, but you ain't out. You got an unction. Oh, you don't understand. I just blow it and blow it and blow it and blow it. That's because you didn't have this word. Now you got something to fight with. 
Amen. I'm a no, I got something smeared on me that'll meet the demands of situations and circumstances. I got anointing to do what normal people can't do. I've been hanging around Jesus so long, I'll take five loaves, two fishes, and make it enough. I'll, I'll just work with what I got. Why? Because I have a grace to do it. Let me close with telling you, you better be careful where you get in your counsel. About your marriage, about your mind, about your money, and about everything else in your life. Because they may counsel you and forget that God's given you a grace that they may not have. They may be telling you, honey, I'd bail out if I was you. They might be that neck popping. I wouldn't put up with that joker. Huh? Come on, I'm going to help somebody. I wouldn't put up with that. You mean that boss is treating you way? I'd storm right in there. I'd tell him what I'm going to do, what I ain't going to do, and what he's going to do. You don't deserve to be treated like that. But what they don't realize is God's given you a grace that they may not have. He's given you a grace. And, what a, and we got all this crowd here to, this morning in all kind of different situations and circumstances. Everybody's. is giants and mountains in your life. But as your pastor, I just come to tell you this morning, you got an unction. Don't bail out. Don't quit. Don't give in. Don't give up. Because there's a grace in you that allows you to stand right in the midst of that thing. And I don't mean just hanging there and survive. You got a grace to succeed in that place. To grow in that place. To expand in that place in such a way that people around you will see the grace of God. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.com.